welcome back to another episode of girlish my name is gage and i'm here with my co-host olivia hey everyone it's me so i am reporting to you all from the arctic tundra known (laughs) as southern california where it's currently 57 degrees wow queen in southern california language that is apocalyptic cold yeah it seems like the antarctic honestly it truly is. There's ice caps outside. I love that I live in a cold place now that I can be like, I'm actually here. It's like 39 degrees. <laughs> so it's actually 41, but still. Oh, that's still chilly. Yeah, that's nice. It's a little nippy. You I know, feel just like an average fri- Friday. There's always this debate based on where you live in the country or maybe even the world. Like, People are like, oh, you think that's cold? Well, here, it's this. Or you think that's hot? Well, it gets up to this. Like, no fucking shit. Like, obviously, if you live in a certain area and you're used to a specific temperature the entire year, you're going to have adverse effects to the opposite climate. And that's kind of how I was when I moved here. Whenever it was winter and I saw people wearing literal parkas and beanies and scarves when it was (laughs) 65 degrees. I was like, you guys are pussies. Like, grow up. Now yeah, grow I'm up. that girl. I'm that girl <laughs> because it's cold to me now because I've been living in California for five years. I, I can see you with your Uggs just <laughs> walking in 70 degree weather in LA with your no, giant Uggs. I am actually debating getting Uggs. I think you should. Yeah. It's very cozy girl of me. I'm thinking You're Uggs probably- or Birkenstocks. Which we talked about before. The specific mm-hmm. a specific kind of Birkenstock. Like that the the nice clog. like this Yeah. The, <laughs> the slip on like Birkins. Are they slip on? They're like a They are slip on. Yeah, they're like cute. I like well, I was looking at them at the same time you were, which was kind of crazy because I was looking I really wanted like some sort of slipper type thing. And like those kind of came into the mix and I was just like really looking. And it was funny because you're like, I really want those. And I'm like, it's just the perfect weather for it. It's nice fall. I was watching a podcast not too long ago, and they mentioned them, and they mentioned that everyone it's in, it's in and everyone has them now. And I was like, that's funny because no, you were yeah. saying how like you have like a few friends and like they were all wearing it. We went out to dinner a couple weeks ago, and all the girls showed up with them on in the same color, and I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think I missed the memo. Like, I, I'm just because Russell hates Birkenstocks, so I've always had an aversion to them. But I'm from Seattle. It's in my culture to have a pair of Birkenstocks, <laughs> even multiple pairs. So I need to go back to my roots. It's the P and W, you know. It's it's, it's exactly. in you. It really it, like is it needs to me. get out. So I I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's been like here. It's been super cold. I also hate that weather thing where everyone's like, "Oh well, if you think that's cold, like your body Literally adjusts. Like like shut up. Your body adjusts. Like I'm never gonna do that um, because." I get it. I know what 60 degrees feels like in Florida when it's been like 200 degrees for the entire like summer or whatever. So I, I get it when people are like chilly. But it, it was funny because you were telling me that like, yeah, people are like wearing scarves out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I, lo- I mean, when you are in a place of warm weather and you get the chance to embrace cold weather, I get it. The attire nice. for like for chilly weather, it's so nice and it feels good. So, so I completely get it. It's yeah. funny because, like, it's been so cold here lately. And I don't know if you have the same thing where weather, like, as me, where we- when weather drastically changes, I always get a cold. 
And mm-hmm. I think that, um, and I don't know why that happens. And maybe there's like a logical reason. Cause for me, I've been, I typically wear a lot of masks because I hate getting sick. And after COVID, um, I never got a single cold. So I was, I was really loving wearing, loving wearing masks, but lately I just haven't been when I go out. Cause I'm like, you know what? No one else does. It's fine. And then I got a cold as soon as I stopped doing that. So I was like, oh damn, like, I think I really fucked myself up, but I think it was the change in weather. Um, and so I ended up getting like a pretty like bad cold, but for, it's weird cause it lasts like 48 hours and then it's gone. And like, it, it acts like it just never happened. So I, it was like very odd, but like, it was like my nose was pouring and um, I just felt like super weak and like, I just hated it. So yeah, it's been, it's been a, a nice weekend of me just losing it. Cause I've just been so sick. <laughs> I know it sucks. I feel like there's something also going around because of Halloween. Like mm. people were at Halloween parties and like everyone's getting sick. So there's definitely something going on. I've been sick so recent, so many times this year. So I feel like I'm just like fine <laughs> at this point. I missed this one, thankfully. Um, I love that yeah. you get sick with everything other than COVID. No, literally. Like I'll get the <laughs> flu. I'll get a cold. I'll get whatever. But have I got COVID yet? No, I haven't. And I'm not going to jinx it. So I'm going to stop talking about it right now. I think that you're the antibodies. I think I might have the cure. cure, Mm -hmm. Should I go to like the CDC and say, hey, guys, Um, I think I I I, am immune. I don't know. Have you ever played The Last of Us? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're the bitch. You're you're her. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Have you seen or have you heard of the Tegan and Sarah show? That's no. out. You know who Tegan and Sarah is? I love them. They're queens. Yes. So queens. They're like twins, queer twins. Icons. Um, and icons, both of them. They have a TV show about their life that's what out the uh, about them growing up as teenagers. And it's so good. It's so 90s. It's so gay. And wow. it's free. Um, Wait, I think it? it's on It's on like Freevly or something like that. It's like a streaming service, but if you just have like a smart TV, if you just look up high, the song, the show's called High School, it'll just come up. Um, so cool. I think it's, it's on like Freevly or something weird like that, okay, but it's like really that. great. I think it has like a hundred percent of Ron Tomatoes right now. Um, iconic. Love that. Oh my God. I loved them so much. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I feel like we feel old probably. Everyone's like, who's Tian and Sarah? They're like well, they're like representation before representation. Yeah. So if you know, you like, know. Yeah. If you know, you know. I can't. So, yeah. I'm glad you're feeling better, though. This episode might be a little bit shorter than normal, just because you're feeling under the weather. And I know mm-hmm. I can't really even speak when I'm sick. So you're doing it for the podcast. I have this obsession with blowing my nose when I'm sick. So then what happens <gasps> is I get super dry on my face. Oh my and God. like... And then that's like the worst of it. Because after I'm not sick anymore, then I have to deal with my like face burning because of how dry it is. So I tried this time to like stick stuff in my nose and not blow it. But I still ended up getting like really bad dry patches. Wait, we have the opposite problem. I sniff things in. Like I refuse to blow my nose. Oh my God. So when I'm not sick, I'm filled with mucus that just is trying to exit my body because I never blew it out. Oh my god. Does Russell get mad if you're sniffly? Yeah, he's like, can you just like go do a sinus rinse or something? And I'm like, no. It That's hurts. funny. 
I blow my nose and Emily's like, can you just like blow it like not as loud? (laughs) And I'm like, God damn it. I'm sorry. So they both hate us, I guess. Mm. It's fine. Yeah, it's truly, it's fun. You know, deep in their hearts, they they have to love us. Very deep. (laughs) I feel, don't you ever feel when you're sick like, you just want to be taken care of. You just want to be a little baby. Oh, absolutely. But also at the same time, you're fully aware that you're being so annoying, making so much noise, and potentially also infecting them with your disease. Yes. So Emily, it's like, how do you really find a good balance to like play the victim, but also like not be a baby? My toxic trait is that Emily... Like, was so great. She'd cook me dinner. She'd, like, really take care of me. But the moment she, like, gets herself her own cup of water, I'm like, you don't love me anymore. (laughs) And she's like, I don't want to get sick. And I'm like, but, like, you don't love me anymore. Like, what? So that's kind of my toxic trait. (laughs) No, I feel that. I feel like that's one of mine, too. Yeah. Where they're like, okay, like, I'm just going to, like, keep a little distance so I don't get sick. And I'm like, excuse me? That's but, so funny. You know, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a, a interesting past few weeks. You're mentioning like Halloween and stuff like that. We didn't upload on Halloween weekend. I ended up getting dental surgery on Halloween. Um, so that was a whole vibe. <laughs> so if you see me like smiling weird, I still have stitches in my mouth. So that's another reason why I've just been like, I've been feeling under the weather because my mouth has been weird. I typically wear like a, I don't know if anyone... If, if I've mentioned this, I probably have in like videos. I had a tooth extracted because it got really bad a long time ago. So then I wore like a flipper um, in it to kind of hold it. Um, and uh, so my teeth don't shift. Um, but now I have to have it off for like the next four months for it to heal. So then I can actually get it fixed. But I'm essentially getting an implant. So it was so traumatic. <laughs> getting dental surgery is not fun. I was like super freaked out. And whenever I went there, they have to, for an implant, essentially, it's they get a drill and drill in a screw into your jawbone. So, um, yeah, it, I thought it was going to be like a 45-minute procedure because they told me it was. It was literally like 10 minutes, but it was so traumatic because he was like, all right, let's numb you up. And I thought that they told me in the front that they were going to give me like little numbing on my gums before he gave me the numbing shot. No, he numbed. He just like gave me like five shots all on the roof of my mouth, which was like awful and to numb me. And then immediately started working on me. And the sound of drilling into your jawbone is like the worst thing. And it's still so sore up here. And they have to like, make your like mouth go wide open so they have like this thing in it and then i have like really bad lockjaw so the whole procedure was like super fast but it hurt so bad so much to the point where afterwards after the procedure he left i was fine i got up and she was telling me how to take care of myself and then i like passed out and i don't know what happened but i was out she was like talking to me and then all of a sudden black and then she was like are you okay and then i was like i need to lay down and then i lay down for like 15 minutes and then she was like um have you eaten this morning of course i didn't cuz it was at 8am and evidently the numbing that they give you is like it gives you adrenaline or something like that so me on adrenaline with no food in my stomach 
um, I just like was out and it, that was like the craziest thing. I've never had like a, like I've like passed out where I like black out really bad, but this time it was like out and it was really intense. Emily had to get me um, like a bunch of like applesauce so I can eat. Cause after you get dental surgery, you can't eat anything. You can only like drink smoothies and stuff. And so the whole thing was like really chaotic and it was very chaotic and it was also super expensive. I don't recommend getting dental work because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> brush your teeth. Well, just brush your teeth, but just like, it's so annoying. I and hate floss. the American dental system. It's so expensive. Yeah. I see. I don't mind going to the dentist if it's just like a cute little cleaning, you know, right. nothing serious, but any type of surgery like drilling like you said or digging into my mouth it's like mouth and eyes are the two areas that absolutely freak me out and make me really uncomfortable so I can't imagine hearing them drill into your mouth and it like was... put screw like that sounds traumatizing yeah I didn't you were this... awake oh yeah 100 they asked like, me what? if I wanted to go to sleep so this is what freaked me out. So I'm a hypochondriac. I think like everything is going to go wrong with me. So the thing that freaked me out was before the appointment, they were like, okay, like, so do you want to like be, be under for this? Like, do you want to go like have anesthesia for this? And I was like, wait, what? And then she was like, you don't have to though. We can just locally numb it. And I'm like, but why would you offer me that? I was like, is it painful? And she was like, no. And I was like, why would you offer me that then if it's not painful? But evidently, people have like severe anxiety when it comes to dentists. So, but I was thinking it was going to hurt a lot. It didn't hurt, but there was a lot of pressure. So it was still really uncomfortable. But after I woke up and I like passed out, I was like, damn, maybe I should have been <laughs> put on, under anesthesia. But yeah, for 10 minutes though, to be like, to like be put under is like interesting to me, like an interesting choice. Mm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess some people are just like absolutely not. I don't want to hear or see or feel anything, but it's such a short period of time. So you, you think like, it's fine, but still, yeah. and especially on Halloween, that was your like spooky moment of this year. <laughs> really? Going it to really the was. Well, it was funny because everyone was asking us like, what are you guys going to do for Halloween? Like, is there anything fun? And it's like, I'm on the couch with an ice pack and I'm on my, um, my Percocet. So like, what do you think I'm going <laughs> to do? Alone. I can't eat candy. Obviously, I can't go to a party because you just fucked my mouth over. Like, right. What did they want you to say? It's kind of crazy because I was given Percocet, right? Like, I was given really strong drugs. And then I was also given really strong ibuprofen. But the pain afterwards was mostly pressure pain. It was like a little sore. So I just kind of, ex- I, ex- I used one of the, the Percocets, but then now I have a whole bottle of it. So I'm like, this is why people get addicted is because I didn't need this and I could have just used ibuprofen and now I have yeah. a whole bottle of it. So I might just, I don't know, I might just flush it or yeah. have a good time. Just put it in a little smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody, but I mean, yeah. your pills, your choice. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, how was Halloween for you, though? How was the whole weekend and stuff? So we were very wholesome. We didn't like go to any parties or anything. We just went to dinner with a few friends and then we went over to their house and had a few drinks and like watched scary movies. So 
yeah, it was very wholesome. We didn't really do anything crazy. I didn't dress up. You know, I've never, since transitioning, I have not had my whore era, like during Halloween. Like I have never dressed up in a slutty little costume. And I feel like that has to happen at least once before I die. It's like a rite of passage to like just be a whore one year. We should do it together because I, we me should. too. I haven't. Oh, I've if seeing you dressed up as a whore would <laughs> honestly make my life like. Honestly, though, like I've been like wanting to like, actually have like a good costume where I like I feel like beautiful. I feel sexy, but like yeah, I I'm Halloween for some reason is weird. Where I've only ever dressed up since my transition. I've only dressed up I think one time. It was Wednesday Adams, and it was like a bad Wednesday Adams, and it was just to go to like the, the the gay club uh, downtown in Gainesville, and um, yeah, so it wasn't like a good costume. I want like a good costume, so we have to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm totally down. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, we could be the the twins from The Shining. Oh my god, but with lingerie <laughs> on. Right, right, right. <laughs> the twins, but adults. <laughs> oh my god. Did you see any like celebrities that you like their costumes that you're like, oh, that was interesting? Was Did you see Heidi out? Klum's costume? Um, the worm. She's literally a worm. I don't know where she was, but she was like doing an interview and she was just laying on the ground just yeah. as a worm. Like, what do you do as a worm? It was that a was really so good costume funny. though. Like, that was is is Heidi Klum the one that has the like the vagina sent to candle? Is she like no, that that's one? Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, because I was like, isn't she the weird one? But there's probably a lot of weird people. Wait, my favorite costume this year. Do you usually go to AMC when you see movies? Oh no, that so I, the closest one to me is in uh, Tacoma, so it's like a thirty minute drive. I so, know which one I'm, you're talking about. Yeah, it's like Lakewood or something Lakewood. like that. Oh my god! Yeah, I yeah, worked yeah. there. I worked there. Oh, did you really at the Target? But yeah, so basically, if you go to AMC, Nicole Kidman pops up on the screen like before the movie starts, and she's wearing like this bedazzled black suit, and she just like talks about movies basically. But she's in every AMC preview, so I saw people like dressing up as her, and I thought it was the funniest thing because it's just like so out of the box, random. But you wouldn't know who they are unless you go to the movies, specifically AMC. So that was like my favorite costume that I saw this year. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I Florida, when I lived in Gainesville, it was all Regal. And here, it's just like a local company that's like in the mall next to where I live. So yeah, I never saw it, but that that is really funny. That's cool. Yeah, it was hilarious. I like, I do like when girls just dress like little hookers because I think it's so cute and like good for you but I also enjoy like the funnier like not as common costumes that people like really think about or that have really obscure references those are yeah. really my favorite I feel like a lot of celebrities um they all had like a nice photo shoot and it's like and it's like okay but did you actually wear that out because yeah there was like a lot of interesting ones um, I'm trying to think of which one that I, I liked that was my favorite. Like a lot of them made me laugh, like really, like out, like Lizzo's made me laugh out loud because like she was literally like Marge Simpson. <laughs> did you see Nikita's Nikita Dragon? She did like no, I did One of them was Edna, Edna Mode from The Incredibles. 
And oh my god, it killed me because she was like scoot walking on her knees. It was funny. Like, say what you want about Miss Nikita, but she <laughs> honestly does eat Halloween. She also did Starfire from Teen Titans, and oh yeah, that was like insane. Oh, I love Starfire. Cute. Yeah, I need to look into that. I saw that everyone did because um, it was Kim Kardashian and also uh, what's that that musician's name? They both went as uh, the blue bitch from Mystique. And, yes, from X Men. I X Men. I was going to say Fantastic <laughs> Four. Why? Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Imagine being rich and being able to pull off any costume <laughs> that you could imagine in your brain. I think That's my good. issue when it comes to Halloween is like I overthink it and then I end up doing nothing. I end up not dressing up as anything. So I want to like figure it out. Yeah. I feel like all the gay women went as Velma and Daphne. No, truly. I was like every or like fucking Kim Possible. Kim Possible is like the most laziest costume because all you need is like green pants and a black shirt. And I like, have her Kim outfit Possible. in my closet. <laughs> yes, literally same. Like call me beat me, but like get it together. You know what? But if I- you want to be out of the box, be Rufus. <laughs> what <about> Period. That? <laughs> Period. I love my naked mole rat. But yeah, so. How are things? How is how is life? How is any any updates with you? What's going so, on? So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have started a little bit of an unhealthy obsession with um, a particular product. So <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I went to Costco. And right when you walk into my Costco, there's just this huge bin filled with squishmallows. And something on that day possessed me to say, like, just go touch it. Like, go f- feel what it feels like. So I did that. And I walked out of the store with a Squishmallow. And at, t- at a Costco, they're, like, heavily discounted. So, like, the pretty, like, I guess, like, the medium size ones, they're only, like, $14. When everyone, everywhere else, they're, like, $28, $30. So it's a pretty good deal. So I ended up walking out with one. Russell was very reluctant to let me get it. He was like, you're going to become obsessed. Like, we don't have room for you to have a Squishmallow collection. And I was like, sorry. Like, I just want one. Very next week, they're still there. And they have different colors and different styles. And I walked out with one again. And I will say that yesterday we went to Target. or Why do I keep saying Target? Maybe I want to go to Target, like, subconsciously. You're manifesting your old job. Yeah. We went to Costco yesterday. And I didn't get one. The only reason I didn't get one is because they had the same ones as they did last week. So if they had new ones, I fully would have gotten one. But this is the first week that I didn't get one. And I will say they're very comfortable, more comfortable than pillows. I also use them as a backrest when I'm working. They're very multifunctional. So I am not – like I don't regret my purchase. I think I was justified and I'm going to keep going. I think you're too far gone at this point. Because I, I am. I'm already denying because that. This household is too far gone because literally same. We have, I think, about like maybe seven or eight that's on oh the bed goodness. with us at all times. And for, for I think, my birthday, Emily got me one. And it was like a little – I think it's a little – it's a Halloween one. And it has like a little tail. It's really cute. 
But yeah, I sleep with one at night on my back and on my stomach. And then we have a really big squishmallow that we sleep like on top of our heads, like truly surrounding us. And then we have to have a really big one at the bottom of the bed for Fig to sleep on top of. But like she won't just sleep on top of it. We have to put it underneath the blanket for her to sleep on top of. So we have the whole like structure of how our bed is set up. Our queen size bed is set up to like have squishmallows on it. So I think you're you're on the peak of being there and Russell's going to have to just deal with it. I need the huge one, like the biggest size. I need just just one. Mm-hmm. So they're iconic. Help. I love it. Anybody so wants much. to know what to get me for Christmas? It's an easy one. It doesn't matter what about- size. You can give me a small one. We'll yeah. both make Amazon wish list with just squishmallows on it. Yeah. So Do you have like favorites? Like this is my favorite one to, to cut um, up or do you not so, No. Yeah. Well, I definitely do have favorites. Um, there's a, I really, during the season, the Halloween season, there was a lot of really cute ones, but I was, I wasn't able to really get any of them. Um, I was only able to get the one that Emily was able to get me, but yeah, I just, I think a lot of the ones that are like different are really cool. Like the one that I have has like a tail. And it's fun. the tail's so funny because I just like hit Emily with it. But um but yeah, it's like any of the ones that are like different are like really, really, really nice. Cause a lot of times they'll like have a certain theme and like they just do one little tiny thing that's like unique that they don't typically do. So Yeah. So if you have a swishmallow obsession as well, just know that you're not alone. This is a safe space and <laughs> Comment down below what your favorite one is. We're gonna I have, a- I have s'more one that's like a s'mores, and then I have one that's like boba, which I'm obsessed with. I love the. Boba. I want to go bring all mine, but I feel like it's gonna be annoying to just do. I have just just know I have a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm not getting up, but just know that <laughs> I have them. <laughs> Follow oh, me on Instagram to see when I adopt a new one. Period. You should go to like Walgreens has them pretty cheap. Sometimes, so if you're at a Walgreens, yeah, they're they're Target has them too. Yeah, Target got them, so they're everywhere. They're taking over. They truly are, but yeah, for good reason. I love that. Um, Oh my goodness, I do want to talk about this because I just I sorry I was reading our our doc, but uh, I'm currently a co-chair for my diversity group (gasps) at my job. And I I love it. It's great because I am able to be like the person in charge of the pride group at my work. But you also have a relationship uh, or something going on in the mix. I do. So I was like just randomly browsing my my company's homepage and I saw that they're adding two, three more business resource groups. Um, So we only have two right now. I think it's like for working parents and emerging leaders, like people that want to grow within the company. And at the start of 2023, they're adding three new ones. So there's a pride one, there's one for uh, multicultural employees and one for women in the workplace. And they were accepting applications for co-chair for the pride one, or actually all three. So I applied to be co-chair of the pride one and the deadline or the cutoff was on Friday. So I feel like this week I'll probably get an email about the next steps. I think I have to do an interview like in front of a panel 
to see if they want to pick me. But yeah, we're basically, we could potentially both be co-chairs of like the Pride organization within our companies, which I think is really powerful. That is awesome. We're just like shaping the culture at our companies. And that's so inspiring for us. I think you'll get it if they interview you because obviously we do this podcast, you know, I feel like we're, we're like credible with girlish. I think that kind of adds credibility, but also it's just like, who else could do the job better than you, you know? Oh, and I most definitely plugged girlish when oh, absolutely. They, they were like, why do you think you would be good for this position? And I was like, well, you know, I have a podcast. It is Spotify featured. Um, you know, so I think I have like a good understanding of the community and advocacy. So, yeah. I don't know I if you like know Spotify, but like they like flew us out to LA because um, they believe that no. we're so diverse. We're so LGBT. Yeah. And I don't know if you like go on Spotify, but we're kind of like on the homepage. Like if you go, if you click on the right things, like. <laughs> We're there. So. If you actually go to like the search and type G I R L I S H, like you'll definitely find us. Like we're yeah, like not the band like front page of Spotify the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's like an exciting thing that's happened because I kind of I, I want to take my career in that direction. Um, so I think this is like a good, just a thing to add on my resume that'll help me in the future or. Maybe if I do good enough, they'll carve out a position for me. Because I don't think our company has like a DEI position. Yeah. So maybe if I kick ass, they'll consider like actually giving me a position. And that's that. kind of like what I'm I'm hoping too. It's like just being able to like have that on your resume because it's it's an it's another title at your job. So yeah, um, I don't know if is your job the same. You might find out if you get it. But it's typically like a term length where like after like a year and a half or a year, then like they'll have like a new co-chair. So that's kind of what mine is. Mine is a year and a half. So I like put it on my LinkedIn. I was like, I'm going to have this as a title because this is a title in addition to my current job. And I just feel like it looks good to be like working in diversity and inclusion and be advocating for it. So in the future, if you ever want a job related to that field, then you have experience. So... You just have to like really finesse it. I can't wait but, to plan our events and have nobody show up. <laughs> how many? Do you know how many people work at your company? Um, a couple thousand. It's okay. like a mid-sized company, so not a lot. I know at least there's one other trans person in my company because he was the company spotlight or like the employee spotlight a couple months ago. So I know at least there's one other person. <laughs> Right. That could potentially be in it. Um, but I really don't know, like, the dynamic of my company. Yeah. So Interesting. We'll see. So I, I think you'll be I think you'll get it. I don't know, know why you wouldn't. They're going to be like, you're going you're gonna to say you're trans. I'm like, no, I don't believe you. <laughs> I did say that, too. I was like, well, I am a trans woman. So. I think and I never. Then I-, I feel kind of. Okay. So I never disclose my gender identity at work unless I feel like it's going to put me into (laughs) a position where I mean it's not like me exploiting it but 
like I want to make this my career. So I feel like that is something that helps them understand that this is something that I'm passionate about. So that's why I bring it up in these specific instances. I'm not like trying to make myself a diversity hire, but like I feel like it has relevance to the position. Like obviously if you're going to put yourself in a position where you're advocating for like a marginalized group within the company, it helps to be a part of that community because like the corporate sponsors for these groups are all white people. And I doubt that the bitch that's a corporate sponsor of the pride group is in the LGBT community. She just looks like a normal white lady. So. Right. That's the corporate sponsor of my job too is he's a, a cis man and has nothing to do with the LGBT community. He is a person of color though. So he was like, you know, I relate on the marginalized aspect of it and stuff like that but it's still like unfortunate when you can't get people that are like representing your your group and that's why it's so important to have the people that represent your group be the identity in which that they're representing or whatever so i get that completely because whenever you're like applying for jobs that are you know diversity and inclusion or whatever you want to like make sure that these people that are hiring know this is lived experience so it's more than just a job to you it's like what you want to represent, what you want to fight for, because, you know, you want to have whatever those resources for you in, in whatever, in like another context. But yeah, I, I agree. I, I do the same thing. Um, whenever I was applying to like, uh, I didn't get accepted into UCF for my undergrad because they were like, your grades suck. So I petitioned it and I wrote this entire, like I overcome, I had a transition. I was on my own and then they let me in. <laughs> So, so that's what you have to do, you know? Yeah. Because we go through it, okay? Truly. Like, regardless of what anybody says, trans people, we go through it. And we deserve <laughs> the recognition and the compensation for our troubles. Absolutely. It's, but that's that simple. That's really cool, though, that you are able to, like, hopefully get into it. Um, yeah, and if you do, then I will – I don't know how yours is going to be structured – but um, I recently had um, a person on my team. Uh, she became the co-chair for the women's group and she's like trying to collaborate with us. And so she's like doing like, she's like really planning it. And now we have a budget of like $10,000 per, which, oh, nice. yeah. So there might be, I might even be like flying out to different like locations and having like a, like a, an event at each location. So we'll see, but yeah, the, if anything, if I like come up with like a a nice organized plan, then maybe I can just like we can just share it and give each other. We can like, brainstorm. Because, exactly. People <laughs> brainstorm. They, oh, they won't know. Right. How will they exactly. Know? We we work for two different companies. So I will say though, a good idea. Which if you do get into it, now we're just like brainstorming <laughs> on here. But my coworker, she recommended. She was like, "Why don't we do like a a book club where?" The whole company is involved and it's used to promote the the actual like individual like um, inclusion networks. So like like the inclusion networks will pay for all the books for like a, a women's rights book, an LGBT like or, like book and or like a I think there's um, I'm trying to think of the other groups. We have like a work from home group, but like like there's a bunch of like I think other, other diversity sort of groups. And so she was like, why don't, you know, all these groups put money in to buy the whole company books and we can all read them, promote our uh, 
um, inclusion at works and then like have everyone join if they want to join or if they want to talk about the book. So I thought that was interesting and it's a good way to promote like the trans agenda, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a good idea, actually. I'm logging so, out of my brain. Yeah, put it. I have so many notes so <laughs> you if you need any. Yeah. I, I mean, I have things that I've logged in my head just from experience working within the company, like opportunities that I've seen. So I'm just like always thinking about that stuff. So I'm excited to potentially have the opportunity to act on it and yeah, bring my expertise and lived experience to the corporate world because that's what I want to do. I don't want to do insurance forever. Like, fuck that. Slay. (laughs) I hope it works though. Like, I, I mean, I hope you get, like, the position and stuff. So Same. We're, we're praying for we'll you. We'll see. I'll, I'll give you guys updates as we get farther into yes, the process. Yes, please. All right. So I guess one last thing we can touch on, and it could be very brief because we have to, to go soon. But I wanted to talk about the Dwayne Wade thing. And you know more about it than I do. So give me a little introduction. What's going on? Um, and yeah, cause I know that there's yeah. been some drama. So I, I wanted to talk about this really bad. There's actually a lot of things that I want to talk about, but we don't um, really have time today. So I guess in terms of this whole topic, so Dwayne Wade, he's a basketball player. If you don't know who he is, he's married to Gabrielle Union. They, or he has a daughter with an ex-wife, but Gabrielle is basically her mom at this point. <clears throat> and her name is Zaya. She, I believe is 15. Um, and she's trans. She's been very open about her transition for the last couple of years. And they are Dwayne and Gabrielle have been the most supportive parents, like honestly ever. Like she is so lucky to have them as parents and especially as a, an athlete and a black athlete. It's so like just his advocacy for his own daughter and the way that he supports her and the way that he tries to get everybody to understand where she's coming from. That type of fatherhood or that fathership is so important to see because we don't see that type of relationship between father and daughter across the board, like regardless of what race you are, regardless of what community you come from, that's not common. We don't see fathers sticking their necks out on the line to defend their daughters or protect their daughters or make sure that they're seen and get the help that they need. So he has been an amazing father to her. His ex-wife, however, unfortunately has, I think she, she is religious. Um, so that has a lot to do with it, but she came out with a statement recently, basically trying to claim that he is exploiting Zaya for her gender identity and like, getting financial gain out of her being open about her transition. And he was forced to come out with this super long statement on Instagram, which was really heartfelt and sad, honestly, that he was forced to come out with that, just kind of explaining the whole situation, further defending her, explaining that this is how, you know, she is. This is how she's always been. She has a 4.0 in school. Like she's just trying to live her life. And people are constantly talking about her and saying horrible things about her, not only her, but also Gabrielle and Dwayne's like parenting style. And recently she's been trying to change her gender marker 
on court-related documents like her birth certificate and things like that because she's 15. She's going to get her driver's license soon. The only thing that a trans person wants is their gender marker to reflect their identity, which is very valid. But conservatives have kind of taken it into their own hands to claim that Dwayne and Gabrielle are subjecting her to child abuse because now they're saying that she is trying to get bottom surgery and change her whole identity through surgery. She's trying to get all these gender affirming surgeries and that's child abuse because she's 15 and our favorite, one of our favorites, Candace Owens tweeted something, which I wanted to bring up. She said, good morning. Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union are child abusers pretending to love your children while encouraging them to mutilate their bodies via irreversible therapies and cosmetic procedures should warrant prison time. Everybody have a good day. Like I said, she's just on hormone blockers. She's not getting bottom surgery. All she wants to do is change the gender marker on her birth certificate so that she can have an F on her driver's license. But somehow we're back in the position of defending trans kids for wanting to transition because they're mutilating their bodies. And again, like it's such a horrible, horrendous message to kind of spread around that that's what they're doing because they're literally not. She just wants an F on her driver's license. She's not getting bottom surgery. And even if she did, she likely wouldn't get it until she's 18 when she can make that decision on her own. So It's just like a repeating cycle of them blowing things out of proportion and claiming that people are doing things that they're actually not to spread fear and hysteria around like childhood transition. Like this girl, she's killing it. She has a 4.0. She's going to probably go to an Ivy League because she's incredibly intelligent. She's like a model. She's a spokesperson for like Gucci and like all these other high brand, high end fashion brands. Like she is killing it. But the fact that she's trans and her parents are allowing her to transition, child abuse. You're muted. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. But I was, okay. Like I was saying, uh, I feel it's it's so wrong because a lot of these conservative people like Candace Owens are really religious people. They just like to spread this like crazy misinformation regarding the trans community they like to like make it be like they're, they're mutilating their body and they love to say that like ver- like about high really high research surgery very detailed surgery that they're mutilating their body like i'm i'm sorry but like the the surgery and the precision has like come so far and it's an incredible procedure so like that in itself is annoying because it's an actual like life-saving procedure that a lot of trans people ha- get to feel and embrace themselves to to like be happy at the end of the day but kids aren't getting the surgery so that doesn't even matter because you have to be an adult to get any surgery any cosmetic procedure you have to be an adult so when a child is transitioning hormone blockers are made to stop the puberty um that a child goes through so that's another thing that's like nothing's happening to this person um, nothing's happening to Zaya. She's not medically transitioning. She's, or she's not like going through like the the whole 
procedures of it. It's just the beginning stages. She wants to change her name. She wants to change her gender marker. And they're blowing it out of proportion as this like thing that's child abuse, which like obviously it's not. This is a father supporting his daughter. And um, it's just like so gross. It is so disgusting because we see it time and time again where um, trans bodies are are being like really politicized, making it seem like these people like threatening jail time, saying that doctors and parents should go to jail for their kids wanting to be happy, wanting to exist in a world that doesn't judge them and safely exist in a world that doesn't judge them. And like that is like the most frustrating part is that like she knows who she is. He knows who his daughter is and and the doctors that are prescribing her her hormones or whatever know who she is. And it doesn't, it's not up to you. I'm sorry if you don't believe in trans existence, but it's not up to you. It's up to the doctor, her legal guardian, and her to make that decision. So it is like super frustrating. Um, But I will say that I saw, I didn't realize how beloved Dwayne Wade was until I posted his response to my Instagram story. And the amount of comments that I got, like just talking about how amazing he is, I was like, oh, wow, like a lot of people like genuinely love him. Like he seems like a really great guy who like really just wants to support his kids. And I like love that. And I love him. And I'm and I'm really, really thankful that there are people like him that exist that want to help their kids, like publicly being like a, a political, like a, a public figure that that is like outspoken that is you know that's that's his kid and she's normal and she's fine and he's gonna support her no matter what so i love that yeah and like he is a very good example of like prime masculinity like he is a is an nba player and there is a lot of transphobia and homophobia in the black community unfortunately so having him as somebody that has been so outspoken and trying to support the community and his own daughter and making sure that she has everything, all the resources to be happy and successful. It's such a big thing because like I said, we don't, we don't see that often. We really don't. There, there are not a lot of parents in general, especially celebrities that are out there doing the work and advocating for the safety and well being of their child. And that in itself is so inspiring and just considering his background and being a professional athlete and, you know, all the toxic masculinity that comes along with that and the amount of followers that he probably has that are basketball fans and probably have very transphobic views. It's, it's so helpful to the community, like not even just his own daughter, like he's helping so many people and potentially other parents that are in the same community or in the same position, try and understand their child better. So yeah, he he's amazing for the community, like the perfect ally, the perfect parent for her to have. I really do think she's going to do amazing things as an adult. So I'm just excited to see where she goes. And regardless or not of wh- whether or not people are trying to pull her down and trying to criticize her, I really think she's going to do like crazy things in the future. So yeah, I think she's a queen. I, I she's do only 15, too. and she's like an icon already. I like it breaks my heart because <clears throat> these like these young kids like they just want support, and then they have to they have to play. Like I don't know when you're when you're so young like. 
you have to justify like that you are who you are because nobody believes you. Everybody thinks, oh, you're too young. It's a phase. It's a stage. And when you're constantly told like that's not who you are, that messes with you. As a 15-year-old, you have to go through your entire childhood trying to justify who you are and that you have like the mental capacity to actually decide who you are at that time in your life. And you don't have to wait until you're 20 to make that decision. Like most of us did because we didn't have the resources to really figure that out. But kids know nowadays, like they know very early on who they are and they just have a constant uphill battle of trying to prove that that is who they are. And it's so sad. It just like, because you're so young and whenever you, you know, you know who you are, especially I wish that I was able to transition when I was younger. I wish I was able to be open about it, but I was just scared of being judged and the fact that she's so strong that she's able to like she's she's able to like handle this and continue being herself like that's awesome and i really like con- like commend her for that because that is like so awesome so it just it hurts me cuz i want kids to be able to like not have to worry about that not have to worry about being this whole spectacle they can just exist in who they are and be accepted and loved and yeah, I, I hate that. Like one day, you know, she might have to be a spokesperson for trans uh, youth. And it just like, it sucks that she does. She shouldn't have to do that. She should just be accepted and loved into the community. But, you know, we're going to, we're, I feel like I've been seeing a rampant transphobia in like the news lately. And I think it's just with more visibility of trans people, we're seeing a lot of pushback from like a conservative party that doesn't want us to exist. But on that note, I do want to say that the day after this is uploaded, it is a midterm election day. So I want to encourage everyone to go and vote in the midterms to help make sure that women have the right to choose and to make sure trans people have the right to exist. And yes, I'm very, very much pushing that you go and vote. Uh, It is a very important election, probably the most important. Um, And I, I think that, yeah, go vote. I agree. Go vote. I feel like that's the perfect way to end this one. It was a little bit shorter, um, but, you know, we're feeling a little thick. Oh, you voted. Okay. I got my vote. I have my ballot over there. I'm going to go vote. I got my sticker. Yeah. The sticker is really just (laughs) the status. It really just is a symbol that you're a true American. I haven't been able to wear it out, so I'm going to – I'm going on Monday. I'm going to Seattle, so I'm going to be wearing it. Period. I'm gonna be proudly wearing it. As yeah. you should. Yeah. Okay. There's there's actually a lot of th- stuff that I want to talk about, so you guys can stay tuned for next week's episode. I feel like we should dedicate the entire next week's episode to Caitlyn Jenner because I need to tear this bitch up. I really oh, do. I have a lot God. of feelings. And she's been trying trying me lately and trying a lot of people, but I just need to talk about this bitch because She's good at killing people with their car, but not with like political takes. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. I hope you had a Um, great episode and uh, I'm excited um, for the next week. Same. Follow us on on Instagram, on on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) And everywhere else. (laughs) Links are in the description, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.